Welcome to Dharma Glimpses, an introduction to the profound treasury teachings of Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, taught by Judy Leaf. Judy will be taking a summer break so she can focus on the upcoming profound treasury retreats in Maine and Colorado. From now until September, we will be replaying episodes from the spring of 2022. In this episode, originally published last June, Judy discusses eight everyday preoccupations. Welcome. Today's topic is something referred to as eight everyday preoccupations. Basically, this list has to do with how we occupy our minds, what ways we perceive experiences that come at us, and points us to a kind of a central filtering mechanism so that our experiences of various types don't come in directly, but get filtered in a particular way, filtered into what challenges and what coddles our tender ego. And how does this filtering process work? It filters what comes in along one dimension, that which feeds the ego and that which challenges the ego. So there's a sense that with this filtering kind of mechanism, combined with the kind of concerns that preoccupy our mind, we get jerked around into a very reactive way of living, a way of thinking. So these teachings point to the challenge or the benefit of simply doing things straightforwardly versus doing things to fulfill our ego's demands. The problem is not that. Many different kinds of experiences come up for us, both positive and negative or harmful and beneficial. It's kind of what we do with those experiences and how we become caught in kind of a strategizing of experiences, but dysfunctional in a sense, in that there's kind of a curving of all inspirations, all thoughts, all actions, curving them down inwardly to you, to yourself. What's What's in it for me? What does it have to do with me? How does it affect me? How do I protect myself? So you could say these concerns fundamentally revolve around a certain kind of self-centered, self-preoccupation. So I'm talking about worldly concerns, or eight worldly concerns as they're called. It's really eight ways we keep thinking about ourselves all the time. And the more we think about ourselves all the time, the less room we have to think of others, and more importantly, perhaps, to do things for others, not just for our own benefit. So part of Buddhism altogether is kind of looking at this way that we curve experience inward and filter everything through the filter of ego. So the eight worldly concerns are broken into four pairs, pleasure and pain, fame and insignificance, gain and loss, and praise and blame. As a simple example, we could look at praise and blame. A great teacher once said that we notice when we get praised, we feel so lifted up, we feel so great, we feel so inspired. And then when we're blamed, we deflate, we feel horrible, we feel insulted. Praise puffs us up while blame brings us down. Why do we have that reaction? Why do we need to be puffed up? And why are we so vulnerable to being diminished through blame? Why can't we just take praise as praise and blame as blame? Each of them 
filled with information, useful information perhaps, indirect or direct. The ego is a bit of a a myth, a, a bit of a paper tiger that presents itself as very strong and fierce. You could say there's a phrase, ego fixation. We're just fixed on this notion of the importance of our self-absorption, self-aggrandizement. At the same time, working with the kind of pairs that are pointed out to innate worldly concerns, we see that actually ego is very vulnerable and weak. It needs to be constantly praised, needs pleasure, needs gain, needs fame, recognition. Otherwise, it just deflates and collapses. And that cycle just leads us, as I mentioned before, to be kind of reactive and vulnerable to every little thing that comes at us. And and this pattern also points to the effort, subtle effort we might not even notice, that we are investing second by second, minute by minute, day by day, to kind of pump up this notion of our own solidity and shield ourselves from our own vulnerability. With the pair, praise and blame, we're susceptible to the opinions of others, looking for others to tell us the value of our own experience. What's that about? And that's somewhat the same with a sense of fame and being kind of a nobody. The uh, looking to others to validate our own experience. It's not that there's anything wrong with being praised or being blamed for that matter. It's somehow our need to feed on praise and to feed on fame or recognition. The pleasure and pain pair is a little bit different in that it's not looking to others so much as a validation of our own experience. And again, it's not the pain or pleasure itself that is the problem. It's more that we get caught up in the struggle to ward off certain experiences and cling to others, which really doesn't work in the long run and forces us to buy into kind of a constant struggle or a defensive stance. The same with gain and loss. You know, how much do we obsess about that? Did I benefit? Did I lose out? Am I making progress? Am I falling behind? It's endless. So I guess that's the fundamental thing here. These eight worldly concerns, of course, there are many others, but these concerns are endless. They occupy our minds and they all have a twist to them. They have a twist to them. So not the experience of themselves, but this constant twist, and that's a twist that's being exposed in so much of uh, Buddhist teaching. When we're really caught up in these eight worldly concerns, we can't even enjoy the pleasure that we have, or the fame that we have acquired, or our gains, or our loss, because we're always worried. We're always worried, trying to force situations, trying to maintain, trying to hold on, so that This twist that seems to be protective in origin really does not protect. It takes away from the experiences that we have as we are having them. We're worried about loss of pleasure. We're worried about loss of fame. We'll hold on to little bits of praise and ward off any little suggestions of blame. And thereby we become enslaved to the back and forth and the ups and downs of life. When the things we encounter, good and bad, up and down, are not recruited into tools to cover our anxiety, then we can deal straightforwardly. We can enjoy pleasurable experiences that come upon us. We can deal with negative experiences that come upon us simply and straightforwardly, with no agenda, no twist, straight 
we can maintain our dignity in the midst of the pleasures, pains, fame, lack of recognition, our gains, our losses, our praises, and our blames. Thank you for joining me for this glimpse of Dharma. This podcast is made possible through the support of the Hamera Foundation. To learn more about Judy Leaf's teachings, publications, and retreats, or to contribute to the support of this podcast, please visit judyleaf.com.